The following audio is via a Skype call. Yes, we are, and Happy New Year, everybody. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We are Mance and Mitchell in your ears for the hour yet again, starting a brand new year. Wow, we've been through so much, and I don't know about you, Suzanne, but I feel, every time I, I just look in my mind's eye when I see 2019, I see glitter, I see gold, I see a shimmering, and that, to me, spells optimism. You know, I think people generally start out any year pretty optimistic, and then they get slapped around a little bit, and there goes that year. So it kind of depends on at what point in the year, you know, fate decides to take a hand and give you a couple of noogies. You try to take optimism to the prom, and you wind up dancing with reality. It's, it's just like starting that gym, you know. Let's, let's get to the health club. So everybody signs up the first week in January. By the second week of January, the club's empty. <laughs> and the people working there find it much easier to sweep the floor. <laughs> and, and they know this, too, by the way. And oh, they mark they it do. accordingly. That's right. That's right. We'll take your money. You don't need to show up. We're very happy to be back. And we are delighted. I just was reminded of this this morning, opening up Facebook. You know, you get your birthday alert. What do you know? It is today. The birthday of no less a personage than our audio wizard, Benny Mathers at the board. Happy birthday, Benny. Oh, yeah. Woo! Get it done. Thank you. Thank you very much. The big 42. I am going to release it now for everyone. Yes. 42. Yeah. So that's, we're talking going back to 1977. You got it. And I can tell you, Benny, it, times were swinging when you were born. It was oh inevitable boy. that you would become bad boy Benny. <laughs> 1977 was a year when you had Charlie's Angels, when you had a man by the name of Fred Silverman, known to TV history buffs mainly now. He's a, an historical figure in television. I think he passed on. But Fred Silverman, he's the guy that gave us TNA on ABC. <laughs> and they were number one. <laughs> and this is how we came by... Fantasy Island, so you can fulfill your fantasies there. And the love boat. And Dynasty. And Dynasty. All of that stuff was going on yeah. at that time. And don't forget Dallas, of course. That was oh. just, just coming into being. Da, 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 da. Yes, that's how I watched Dallas. <laughs> I was a Dallas fan. It was on Friday Did night. You have the Dallas hair? No. no. <laughs> You're trying no, to think back on you. I've seen pictures <laughs> yeah. of you with the Dallas Air, you know, Dallas was it was uh, in its way. It was a great show. I mean, it was a great television looked at one way. Not really. But it was phenomenal television. Yes. Everybody wanted to know whether they were regular viewers or not. Who shot Jr. I kept hearing endlessly during that summer because that was the cliffhanger, the cliffhanger. And, and everybody waited to see who shot Jr. And every episode of Jr. there was somebody who wanted to shoot him. There would be somebody during the course of damn near every episode that would see jr <laughs> those are some great writers then yeah that's yeah. right just get somebody mad at jr right, and you exactly. got an episode yep. well happy birthday Thank benny you. we're delighted 42 years you're a pup ah. suzanne would call you a pup oh. you are a pup and a cute one at that too. That's usually cute what one. Pups Floppy are, right? ears and all. <laughs> Thanks. If I were there, I'd give you a little pat on the head, a little scratch behind the ears. Aww. Smack on the bottom. Yep, there you go. Get the birthday spanking. Yeah, oh, forty-two <laughs> of them. Let's get wear your arm out. <laughs> 
we have a gentleman who is perfect for this occasion. Oh, perfect. Going to do us a numerology. And Michael John Fierro is the man. He is internationally renowned for his mastery of this art and science. There, It's arcane, except when he explains it. He breaks it down for you, as he's going to do for us and our listeners here today. Why don't you give him his mad props, and we'll get the man on the air. Michael John Fierro has been studying and working with numerology since 1984. He is committed to using numerology and introducing others to this ancient science, Michael strongly believes that this modality can be instrumental in an individual's understanding and self-awareness, as well as those who surround them. This powerful tool provides a pathway towards greater understanding and a means to accept and come to terms with one's characteristics and personality. Better understanding of the self opens up the possibilities which encourage the leading of a more satisfying and fulfilling life. This is something that anyone can do as their contribution to creating a better world. And we are so thrilled to have him back and talk numbers. Welcome to Manson Mitchell once again, Michael John Fierro. Happy New Year. Thanks for having me back. When we when we turned the calendar to 2019, we said, what does 2019 mean? There's one man we've got to ask. What does 2019 mean for for us and our year this year? Wow, she's opened the door for you, Michael. Just lay it out for us, 2019. Okay, before we start, you were talking about Dallas, and I have a friend and neighbor who lives only a couple blocks away from me who played uh, Senator Dowling on that show. Oh, really? Did he t- and did he, did he give you did he give you the skinny some of the the good scoop there about the show the the inner workings? No. Nah. <laughs> oh well, then you didn't have much more luck than me back when I was managing apartments many moons ago. There for a short time, I think it was about a year. A um, a lady, a flight attendant who went ran the international route, one of the major airlines, happened to meet. What do you know? In flight, she met one of the executive producers of Dallas, a CBS big shot, and they got married. And then they moved in because they were building a house in a very exclusive neighborhood, of course. And so they needed a rental for a little while. And that's how I got to know them. And I didn't get much inside information there either, although it was kind of cool to know that her husband, this executive producer, was taking, I believe his uh, name was Morton or Mort there, and he was taking a flight to D.C. for some reason. He's in first first class, of course. And who is he sitting across from but Henry Kissinger? And so they strike up a conversation, and the next time they encountered each other at some party or another, here's Henry Kissinger, the great man himself. Like, hello, Maud. How are you? <laughs> and it, first name basis, and I'm going to talk about the high and mighty, which was what Dallas was about as well. This, it just makes me nostalgic. I don't know about you, Michael, but when you go back to individual years, and this this takes us back to numerology, I will actually mark my life by things. Typically, the significators are pop culture references. Of course, the Beatles from my youth. But I will go to this election year or the year such and such a, a movie came out or a TV series that was important to me started. And I will mark, oh, yeah, that was the year of, and then I have that number. And I never realized that there's so much to the addition of numbers and their significance in our lives that can be actually mapped out. 
right? Well, pretty much, you know, everything resonates to a number. Everything. There's not a thing on the planet that we are aware of that can't be reduced to some sort of a mathematical equation. So numbers are the, the language of the universe. You know, when they attempt to contact extraterrestrial life, they send mathematical equations out into space to see what comes back. That makes sense. That the language of the universe, that's right. If it's reducible to a number, you communicate in those terms. And I have known my share of numbers, people. I'm not one myself. I love playing with words there. But in terms of numbers, Suzanne would understand it far better than me. It becomes a language. It's a means of communication. I hadn't thought about that lately, but it's true. All right. Between the two of us, I'm the numbers person. I'm, I love numbers. I love well, numbers good. and I love language. <laughs> well, they, they do go hand in hand. And you use one to yeah. interpret the other. So let's get right down to it. Michael John Fierro, give us your assessment, your prognostication here on the 4th of January as to what 2019 means, in particular to a nation that is going through the throes of heavy political headwinds there, and also with a sense of optimism that we live in a very durable democracy, or we like to think that we do. In 2019, what would that mean? Well, 2019 is a 12-3 universal year. So in numerology, three is about creation, creative self-expression, emotion, artistic talent, advent endeavors. It's about healing and healing arts. It's about words written or spoken. But the 12-3 in the context of all this is also a waiting period. This is going to be a year where a change of view, reversals, submissions may all very well be part of what we experience. The 12-3 is a representation of strong individual principles. So this is certainly a year when we need to cultivate the courage of our convictions and power and to gain followers in progressive ideas. And I'm not that the progressive ideas isn't um, necessarily the connotation or definition that is applied uh, strictly in the political world. These are ideas that will move us forward as a culture, as a nation, as a society, and really because it's a universal year. It applies globally. So the 12-3 certainly engenders in us the ability to see the truth and to look to create reform where necessary. Um, it's a good energy to be used to um, convince people and lead by righting the wrongs of people and policies that, we, that affect us all. And it's very important for us all individually and collectively that we learn the truth of our crusades while having the courage to believe in what we believe. So, you know, now we are in the third year of the current nine-year cycle, the nine uh, which started in, in 2017. Uh, and again, I refer back to 2016 because... What took place in 2016 certainly uh, set a great deal of the undertone of what is happening in this current cycle. As I've referred to previously on other broadcasts with you, the nine years is a year of ending. It's a year where either, either personally or collectively that we take a look at what doesn't work for us and we move to get rid of these things so we 
they're obviously they're not serving our higher good. So we should move to get rid of them so we have room for new things to come into. Sadly, we did not do that in 2016. We kind of heaped more on the plate of things that we needed to get rid of. And as has been demonstrated now over the last couple of years, we see what's happening because of that. All of the crap that we don't kind of acknowledge in this country, we pretend it's not there, is all risen to the surface. Whether it's racial, whether it's gender, whether it's religion, um, all of this stuff that should have been addressed a long time ago is now in our faces. Now, when I wrote about last year, the 11-2 universal year, one of the things I said was it would be a year of the women, year of the woman, and it certainly was. And in looking at the new Congress, you can see the uh, amazing number of women that are now serving us in our federal government. Amazingly, pretty much all of them are on the one side. <laughs> I think there was nothing more striking than that picture of Congress yesterday where on the Democrat side, it was women and different, different ethnicities and different types of dress and color and vibrancy and America. And the other side was a bunch of dour old men in dark suits scowling. <laughs> and <that's... laughs> in the UK, they were they, in the UK. They call those politicians the gray men. Yeah. It, it, Michael, I yeah, saw so, I, I saw two Native American women hugging each other after they were sworn right. in, and I was just choking back tears uh, in happiness for them. One from Kansas, and the other from the Dakotas. One of the Dakotas, something like right. that. Right, think might be North. Yeah, and we had Muslim women in the headdress, and you know, um, I, it was a wonderful thing to see. And when America gets to the point where our federal government, where our, our representatives are truly a representation of what the population is, we will take a giant stride forward. Women constitute more than 50 percent of the population of this country. So the Senate should at least be 50 women. At least. Um, the House yes. is certainly getting closer to to the numbers being a little more realistic in its reflection of, of, of the population. But we, we have a long way to go. So that being said, this is a year where we may see further progress. This is certainly a year that may turn out to be a very pivotal year worldwide because the positives and negatives of this energy are kind of diametrically opposed and very dramatic. And... What's at play here may very well bring about situations of, of somewhat extreme nature. Now, po on the positive side, this can certainly be a year that's fertile ground for expansion in the world of arts, entertainment, recreation. Um, it can certainly, it's conducive for producing work, artistic works that can have a beneficial uh, effect on people who are exposed to them. I would expect to see a larger percentage of movies this year that are impactful in that regard. Um, and, and the three, because it's expressive and it's creative, certainly should encourage the expression of thoughts, ideas, and emotions, which can be the platform, the foundation for social issues and interactions moving forward.
Um, we just came out of an 11-2 year, so the three energy um, can certainly continue con- continue to drive forward the spiritual understanding that was started last year. Um, And this is certainly because there's a great element of healing attached to the three. This is certainly a year where if we really put our minds to it, we could begin to heal not only ourselves, but the planet. And the only way we'll heal the planet is to heal ourselves. Or maybe it's the other way around. Maybe if we healed the planet, we would heal. Uh, but either way, we need to get to that goal uh, of of health and regeneration and rebirth and creation of something new. Um, and, keep, and with that in mind, ideas that are put forth, uh, programs that are put forth, really need to have as a basis, as a starting point, the phrase, we the people. Mm, yes. We yes. need to get this back to being a government and a country for everyone and not just the select few who benefit from everything while everyone else suffers. So, you know, if all be, you know, Lord be willing and the creek don't rise, hopefully we'll get to a point closer to where we should be. Um, but this is certainly a year where people will be certainly be much more inclined to, to search for answers to the issues and the problems that affect us both personally and collectively. Now, in Tarot, the 12 is the hangman. So the key word for that card is reversal. So there's an element of change here. There's an element of quote-unquote death. doesn't necessarily mean physical death. more about metaphysical or spiritual death. Um, but the only way we're going to have news for the old to die and, and be put away. Um, so, but we're, we're moving forward. There's not, we need to continue to move forward. If for any reason our progress is hindered, if for any reason we, for some reason, decide that we need to step even further back into the past, uh, it's not going to bode well for anyone, for anyone. Um, so, and there's an element of sacrifice here. Sometimes with the death of something, it means you have to sacrifice something. You know, quitting smoking is the death of a habit. So the death part of that maybe, you know, doesn't resonate for people, but the habit part and the fact that we're creating something new should resonate for people. And that's the way things need to be perceived. It's even... Because it's the three, and I've been saying this now for a couple of years, this would be the year for the creation of a third political party in this country. Mm-hmm. It's fertile ground for that to happen. And, and personally, I believe that is something that really is necessary because now it's too polarized, it's too partisan, and there's no mitigating force. There's no middle ground there that says, well, you guys, some of that is right and some of it's wrong. And you guys over here, some of that's right and some of it's wrong. So the third party, the third influence could go a long way to helping us create some changes. And that being said, the other part of the three year is that it can be an indication of third party interference or manipulation in our affairs. 
If you're in a three-personal year, one of the things you need to be cautious of is, let's say, at your job, that all of a sudden you start having difficulties with Barbara, and there's some kind of conflict or some sort of friction, and you're going back and forth, and then you discover that it's Joe that kind of planted the seeds of the dissension. Ah, yes. So we need to be... We need to be very careful here that we recognize the sources of the upset and be certain that we do not fall prey to an outside force of any type, be it country, uh, individuals, corporations, whatever the case may be, that we don't fall prey to that kind of influence, certainly uh, manipulating the situations that we encounter. I absolutely agree. I'm hanging agree. on every word. Yes, because, I'm, I'm, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll give you an example. One example is, and it's not talked about very much. I'm rather surprised at this because there are people, and it's not just the so-called intelligentsia, but people who are the media gatekeepers and the commentators, they understand this, and yet there isn't a spotlight on it yet, at least. And that is, when you look at the immigration policy, people say that Trump administration policy, the Trump immigration stance, how tough Trump is being. I don't think half the population even comes close to realizing that there is a guy there who has yet to turn 40. He is a close advisor to the president in the shadows. His name is Stephen Miller. And it is said, if you read the political blogs and you get the inside scoop and the people willing to leak information, what the insiders are telling the bloggers and some of the commentators is that Stephen Miller takes a perverse glee, a sadistic joy in seeing the mothers and their babies tear gassed in the chaos at the border and calling it a caravan full of ISIS members and other criminals. You know, you don't, they don't even know who these people are. We know that they're escaping very difficult, violent circumstances in Latin America. That we know. But, oh, that ISIS has infiltrated, that they're, they're going to be overwhelming us and we'll be overrun with criminals. This is the kind of propaganda that is coming from someone who to all appearances, deliberately seeks to look like Joseph Goebbels. I mean, this, you just look up the name Stephen Miller, advisor to the president, Google it if you don't know what he looks like, and click on images, and then you and put Alexa it side Speaker, by side with a picture Amazon of Joseph Goebbels, you'd believe in reincarnation. And when I see that going on, I see this, here's this idea of the shadow. The shadow within our government, that's the highest echelon, and here's somebody who is the weevil in the cotton, if you will, there who absolutely detests these illegals coming in and is prepared to turn it into public policy and apparently with the willing acceptance, if not enthusiasm, of the president of the United States. That scares me. Yeah, and, and it should. And it should. But, again, going back to this year now, astrologically, the number three is associated with the planet Jupiter. Okay? And okay. in Indian numerology and astrology, Jupiter is the remover of darkness ah. and the teacher of righteousness, justice, and self-illumination. So the more we turn on the light, the more we shine the light into the dark, nefarious corners of our government and the people who are involved in it, the more we will root these people out. And I, I think the media, 
to me, the media focuses too much on a small bandwidth of things while ignoring a great deal more. In fact, I've gotten to the point now I can't even watch the news anymore. I just can't do it. It's driving me nuts uh, and it, because it's the same thing over and over. And granted, a lot the media has certainly uncovered a lot of stories. But I just find want it to be a very kind of bizarre characteristic of cable news that they can spend 24 hours interviewing other hosts of other shows on the same network. <laughs> you know? It would be like Johnny Carson interviewing Joey Bishop when they were both competing. It would be like David Letterman interviewing Jay Leno. You know, we need... We need a broader um, spectrum of ideas to be exposed to the people so people can kind of make decisions not based upon a particular agenda, but on the facts. And in this particular year, let me, I'll use a specific political example, and I do it for the sake of the numerology more than the politics itself. But I'm fascinated by Nancy Pelosi, who is the once and once again speaker of the house i'm wondering if i had her birth chart man i'd be throwing that at you nancy pelosi was and then was a minority leader and had to you know cut her way through with a political machete quite a field there for years and now she's back again as house speaker during the trump era what would it be about somebody's life path that they were there, then they were off that perch, and now they're back on it again. It's like a theme of return. Well, you know, in this country, everything old is new again. It's one of the things that really bugs me, and I get a, I get a, a, a certain degree of blowback when I post something on Facebook about, it's time for the old people to go. Now, I can say that I'm 68 years old. But I don't believe that this nation, at the point in time that we are at now, I do not believe that 70- and 80-year-old men and women are the people who should be setting the course for the future. This is asking the guy in the horse and buggy to drive your Tesla for you. <laughs> okay. Well, let me see now, Michael. That would give us the opportunity to uh, we'll check off Elizabeth Warren, we'll check off Bernie Sanders, and we'll check off Joe Biden, and maybe it's Beto's turn. I'm not sure. Well, I do believe we need no. I, in fact, I was a little. Uh, I I can't say offended because it wasn't directed at me, but Diane Feinstein the other day saying about uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. The new, the bright and shiny object, and 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 then saying about Kamala Harris, who is her other senator from California, that she's too new here to be considered for president. Well, geez, Barack Obama was new there. John F. Kennedy was new. So this this old school thinking drives me nuts because it's. They're just propagating what we have. They refuse to let what we have go to allow space for new. We need new leaders. We need new ideas. We need new concepts. And again, it, it, the ignorance of the 
old white men in Congress was aptly and brightly displayed when they had that guy from, uh, was it Google? And the senators were, they didn't even know how their phone worked. They didn't even understand how the Internet worked. Right, Steve King okay, from, and these from are the Iowa. People were, yes. Yeah, and these are the people who we're expecting to lead us into the future? They probably all have tube TVs and VCRs and 8-track tape players at home. <laughs> and the TV only brings in Fox News and the Flintstones. Right. So, it, you know, and that's why I say, and that's why a third party, and quite honestly, I think the third party might come out of the Republican side. Oh, you definitely could. Um, I think of John Kasich, for example, from Ohio, and the idea of a unity ticket. It might not be a unity party, except for purposes of one election, uh, and that's within American history, historical uh, boundaries, because that's happened. The Bull Moose Party, for example, that's nothing you'd want to call permanent, the Bull Moose Party, but it suited the purpose of some at the time. So we might see something like that in 2020. I wouldn't be at all surprised. Michael, we need to take a break. There it's, oh, we, we get talking numerology, and then we go right into the groove of politics, which I find fascinating, as you do, and I know a lot of our listeners do. But whenever you come on, I want to take, I, I want to avail myself of the opportunity to have you use your numerological wisdom, apply your method in a way that demonstrates the principles, because anybody can learn to use this. If you have the interest, if you have the will, you can make this work for you, and it becomes a source of universal wisdom. So, Michael John Fierro, thank you again for being with us. Hang on a couple of minutes. We're only taking one break this hour. And when we come back, we have a little surprise in store. So we'll let you just sit with that for a few moments. We're Manson Mitchell, Michael John Fierro, who is a numerologist extraordinaire, is our special guest of this hour. And after we move the economy forward just a little bit, back of, with more of Manson Mitchell at Seattle's home of Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Stick with us. The preceding audio was via a Skype call. Staying connected with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to ManceAndMitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests. Friend Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on their Facebook pages and like the Mance and Mitchell show page at Facebook.com slash Mitchell. If you're on Twitter, share a follow with Gary and Suzanne at Mance Mitchell. Join Gary and Suzanne Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for an unusual show that covers everything from personal growth to the paranormal. Here's an amazing act. Here's a tremendous act. Here's a startling act. The amazing, the thrilling, the greatest, spectacular, incredible, exciting, wonderful, world-famed, most unusual novelty act. The home of the A-Team of Alternative Talk is ManceAndMitchell.com. Heard right here on Alternative Talk 1150 AM or streaming live from your computer anywhere. Sarcoma. Odds are you've never heard that word before. But for the 40 people diagnosed with sarcoma every day, it is a life-changing word. Life-changing and devastating because sarcoma is cancer. Sarcoma is a cancer of bone and soft tissue more prevalent in children than in adults. More than 6,000 people lose their lives to sarcoma each year. Treatment options for sarcoma are limited and new therapies are desperately needed. More research and increased awareness is necessary to find a cure for a cancer that you probably didn't even know existed until now. Through awareness, advocacy, and research, 
the Sarcoma Foundation of America is determined to help those affected by this forgotten cancer, to bring hope to the children and adults whose lives are forever changed by a word they had never heard before. Please help us in the fight to find the cure for sarcoma. For more information on sarcoma and the work of the Sarcoma Foundation of America, please go to curesarcoma.org. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We're a couple of baby boomers who bring you a talk radio mix of metaphysics and music, politics, and pop culture. And you never know which celebrity will join us for an interesting conversation. Mance and Mitchell is Boomer HQ, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on 1150 AM KKNW. Your home for alternative talk in Seattle and Western Washington. Make us part of your daily routine. Alternative Talk, 1150. Welcome back to Manson Mitchell. And our special guest this hour, Michael John Fierro, numerologist. We love us some numbers. We're talking about what does the year 2019 mean. And we have gotten a very good explanation of the kinds of things that we can be looking for in 2019. Uh, Maybe you want to get your own numerological information from him. Michael John Fierro, if people want to connect with you, what is your website and how can they get in touch with you and and see what else that you can do for them numerologically? Well, all the information and and the means to contact me is on my website, which is michaeljohnfierro.com. There's information there about numerology. There's information about me and my work. There's uh, the means to book a, a reading. There's means to purchase my book, which is on sale for $12. Normally it's 18 uh, free shipping and handling. So it's a good time to buy it and an excellent way to l- expose yourself to learning numerology. Um, and then there's, you know, testimonials. There's all kinds of things on my page. So, uh, but it's Michael John Fierro. That's F-I-E-R-R-O.com. Make sure you put the two R's in there. So there you go, Michael John Fierro. And the surprise, Gary. It is bad boy Benny Mather's birthday, number 42. He's an honest man. He's owning up. He's still a kid to us, but he is who he is, and we're so glad that he's a part of the Manson Mitchell show, I can tell you that. I guess it could be your son. Yeah. (laughs) I take that. I'll take that. (laughs) Now I feel very horrible. And you know who your brother would be? Your brother would be Bernie Siegel. Dr. Bernie Siegel asked if Gary and I would adopt him, and we told him we would. (laughs) We're filling this house up. We're not, we don't have that much space. Dibs on the top bunk. Absolutely. There's a story behind that, too. So happy birthday to Benny Mathers, and as a surprise gift from Manson Mitchell to Benny, and all of you listening can learn about numerology by hearing what is about to transpire. Michael John Fierro, our numerologist extraordinaire, is going to do a reading for Benny on his birthday. So listen up, listen tight. (laughs) Okay, so I'm assuming Benny is your professional name? Yes. Yes. Okay, and that's the only time you use it? For the most part, no, actually, no. I, I use it fairly often outside as well. I bet 90% of the time. Okay. Not a good idea. Oh, no. <laughs> Not a good idea. Uh-oh. As I've mentioned before on previous broadcasts, name changes in numerology are the equivalent of Halloween. Oh. You're putting on a costume that represents someone that's not you. <gasps> okay. It's 
it also creates what can be what's known as intrapersonal stress because there's conflict between the two sets of numbers, your birth name and your assumed name, which can create additional problems for you in life above and beyond what's already laid out for you in your birth name. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So that's why I always caution people about name changes. That's why I always tell women, if you're going to get married, keep your maiden name. And if you're going to get divorced, make sure part of your divorce decree is the reclamation of your maiden name, because by doing that, then you take back your identity. Okay, okay. So, yeah, you have an interesting chart. Okay. Um, You have double master numbers. Now, numerology is based on the numbers 1 through 9, but there's a set of numbers known as master numbers, which are 11, 22, 33, 44, 55. Master numbers are a higher calling and exalted position of the lower digit. In my work, it's a, to me, it's an indication that you volunteered to come back to this plane at that particular period in time to do something. Master numbers are teachers. They're people who are here to lead and create and build a new world. And, and again, there's a, there's a responsibility attached to that. If you have master numbers, there's two things to consider. One is your actions in life must be directed outward. If what you do in life is self-directed, things will backfire on you. One of the kind of, for lack of a better word, luxuries of a master number, if you're self-aware enough, you will be able to tell when you are not using the energy properly because you will end up with all kinds of things going wrong in your life. So master numbers are about doing for the big picture. It's about doing for the greater good. Through those actions, your rewards will come to you. So your life path number, which comes out of your birth date, is an 11 too. An 11 is an inspirational, intuitive teacher. A good Part of what you do in life should be geared towards those two things, inspiring people and teaching people. Now, you can certainly do that through the radio. Radio is a great medium to teach and to inspire. Absolutely, yeah. But you need to be careful. And you'll know when you're not exercising that that energy correctly because when you don't use master number energy at its proper high level, it reverts to the worst conditions of the lower digits. So in the case of the 11, if you're not exercising that on the level of the 11, it reverts to the worst conditions of the two, which is a lifetime where people are walking all over you, taking advantage of you. You might as well just write the word welcome on your forehead and lie down because people will walk all over you. So it's important. Again, that's one way to gauge whether or not you're exercising the 11 or the two. I okay. hope to be exercising more of the 11, and I think I do a pretty darn good job here rather than the 2. Okay. Your overall expression, which is the total of all the letters in your name, is a 22-4, where 11 is the inspirational intuitive teacher, 22 is the master builder. You as an individual are here to help build a new world. You are here to create structure and foundation and organization for, for something bigger and better. So who you are as an individual is here to build, and your life path indicates that part of your building needs to be done through teaching and inspiring. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm feeling it. You have a six, 
you have a six soul urge, which comes out of the, the vowels in your name. So in your heart of hearts, you're very much um, the helper. Six is the number of healthcare workers, teachers, counselors, mom. It's very uh, closely aligned to the energy of home and family. So in your heart of hearts, your person wants to help others. I, I do. You may that. very yes. well mm-hmm. attract people to yourself who are looking for help. Mm-hmm. You need to be very careful there. It's very, very important, Which and this should be relatively easy for you because you have one four in the spelling of your name and your overall energy is a 22-4. It's very important that you establish boundaries for yourself because you are the type of person who, because of the goodness of your heart you want to help, may very well be prone to people taking advantage of you. Okay. Got it. Writing it down for sure. Okay. And again, you're the type of person, like in the office, people will come to you and say, can I talk to you? I got something I need to discuss. Oh, I love that intro. Okay. So again, it's oh, it's all well and good you do that. But if the person in the office comes to you with a question or a problem and you give them advice and then they come back to you two days later with either the same problem or a new one, and then three days after that again, that's taking advantage. Yep. And that's where you have to say, listen, I already gave you an answer to this. I can't help you anymore unless you actively participate in finding your solutions. Okay. I like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Your personality image number, which comes out of the consonants in your name, is a seven. So upon first meeting, people may not necessarily read you properly. You may come across as somewhat aloof. They might consider you to be stuck up, which isn't a valid uh it, it, it's uh, it's uh, an, an, a it's a a a characteristic that people apply to you. It's not necessarily who you are. Sevens are a very kind of introverted energy. They kind of sit back, they observe, they look to collect information and knowledge and wisdom, but they keep their own counsel. They keep things very close to their vest. They don't like nosy people. They don't like to be probed and prodded. Um, so many times if pushed too far, a seven will just shut down. Okay. So you just need to be comfortable with the fact that a lot of what you do is internal. With the one seven in the spelling of your name and you have seven letters on the physical plane, you internalize a lot. As a thinker, you would keep, be, right? In fact, your tendency at times may be to overthink things. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> and what's important, what's very, very important so to you true. is this, that you need to trust your instincts. You have high, high intuitive ability brought about by the master numbers. Hmm. So it's very, very important for you to trust your instincts. If something or someone does not feel right, pay attention to that. If something comes up, you need to learn to approach things that show up from a right brain perspective as opposed to a left brain perspective. The left brain responds to something that shows up by saying, why did this happen? That's a left brain question demanding an ego-driven answer. The right brain says, what more do I need to know? Okay. You tune into your own instincts, your own intuition, and your own source of knowledge and wisdom. You will be far better served 
when you do that. Okay. I'm I'm taking this all in. I'm making I'm taking copious notes. <laughs> okay. Now uh, there's a couple other things in your chart. Um, there's a part of the chart known as the challenges. The challenges come out of the birth date. It's the only time in a numerology calculation where the mathematical process is subtraction as opposed to addition. In the chart, they are written out below the, the birth date number. So these are really the issues in life. These are the obstacles to wholeness. These are the things that will trip you up repeatedly. In many instances, these are the conditions and situations that could drive you into therapy. Oh, no. They are there for a reason. They are not insurmountable, but they are there to be extreme teachers. Okay. So for you, you have a three challenge in the first position, which would have covered the first 32 years of your life. And for you, this is somewhat important because you have no threes in the spelling of your name. So this was probably a big issue for when you were younger, if you're aware enough and in touch enough with yourself, hopefully you've mitigated this through the course of the years. But self-esteem and self-expression are difficult things for you. You have a tendency to not want to express yourself. In relationships, in close personal relationships, you may, do you have a girlfriend or whatever? Uh, not currently, no. Nope. Okay. In your relationships, you're the kind of person where your mate will say, what's wrong? Something bothering you? No, nothing. Do you want to talk about it? No. There's nothing going on. I'll give you a ding for that one. Yeah, absolutely. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to talk about yourself personally. Now, it, what's interesting is conversely in your work, you have no problem expressing yourself. Right, right. So what you need to learn to do is model the behavior that you use at work and move it into your personal life because not being able to, to uh, express yourself, especially in relationships, becomes a major, major problem. Okay. So it's right. very, very important for you to overcome any self-esteem issues and issues around self-expression that you have. It's quite probable that growing up you were kind of told to be quiet. You don't know what you're talking about. All right. And that kind of added to this thing about, okay, I'll just keep my mouth shut. So that's the first major issue. The second is that your lifetime challenge, and this covers, the, you know, the challenges cover specific periods of time. The lifetime challenge is there throughout. Your lifetime challenge is a five. So the most basic interpretation of that number is that it's very important for you that you have balance in your life. Okay, it's very easy for you to kind of get out of whack. Yeah, just a little bit. It's, it's very easy for you to kind of go from one extreme to the other. Mm -hmm, for sure. And in a purely human slash physical element, you need to be very, very careful of overindulging in pleasures of the senses. Your natural tendency when you're upset or whatever may be to revert to drinking, drugs, overeating, promiscuity, whatever the case may be, pleasures of the senses. Okay. Mm -hmm. So five is the middle number between one and nine, so it's a fulcrum number. So that's where that thing about balance comes in. And because you have six fives in the spelling of your name, where the average is three to four, 
that possibility for imbalance is exponentially greater. Okay. So it's very, very important to you to make sure that it, what you establish for yourself in your life is a middle ground spot that you can move back to. Okay. All right. Be- before you go too crazy going in one direction or the next. Okay. I need to be obviously placed in that, though. Or do I do it myself? I'm sorry, say that again. Oh, I, I should be placing myself better that, or should I be told to do that, or is that on my own volition? Or Well, everything's on your own volition. Okay. People may say, you know, you're getting a little wacky here. Oh, okay. But again, it, it, this comes down to self-awareness. This comes down to knowing, you know, I'm a little out of line here. And again, all that five energy, if you were in school today, there's a pretty strong possibility that they might label you ADD. Okay. Okay? Because five, five, one of the conditions of the number five is curiosity. Fives get bored very easily. It's a very, very experiential number. So it gets it's very curious. That being said, it also gets bored easily. Okay. So it's quite possible that you'll start a project and get distracted by something else and move on to the next project, and then something else will distract you, and you'll move on to the next one. And after a period of time, you look back and you find that your life is filled with all these unfinished projects. So what's important for that kind of level of five energy is to learn focus and to learn what I call the fine art of the follow-through. Finish what you begin. Okay, right. I'm pretty good at that. Okay, because you're like a bumblebee in a field of flowers. You're flitting from one thing to the next. Okay. And what what that creates is sometimes difficulty in relationships and stuff because – you're always waiting to be stimulated. In relationships, you need a partner who's going to keep you engaged, who's going to keep you um, actively uh, engaged mentally and, and intellectually. Yep. I agree with that. Because um, you get bored very easily. Oh, yeah. Very easily. That sense my, you know, my, my wings have been fluttering around so fast, I still need to keep them going. You're a hummingbird that's tied to a tree is what you are. <laughs> I can only imagine. You stop it, Gary and Suzanne. I know what you're thinking. There's a visual. Uh, that's exactly my point. Oh, God. I'm loving that, Michael. A hummingbird tied to a tree. I love that. And it, it's a great image. And it, there's also this, this feeling when you say that, Michael, of a person who does not wish to be constrained. There's so much energy right. within, and that energy wants to express itself. Right. So, again, in relationships, it's very important that you are with someone who allows you to fly. Uh-huh. All you right. will not do well with someone who is controlling. Mm-hmm. You will not do well with someone who is codependent. You will not do well with someone who is so insecure with themselves that they absolutely refuse someone else to be themselves. And a good way to do that is buy a copy of my book, and you can do charts <laughs> on whoever you date. <laughs> I like that. I Order like now, that. Benny, and he'll throw in an extra number. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wow. I really appreciate the reading. That was fantastic. Yeah, I really okay. that was and the last part of that is, oh, there's more. Yeah. Wait, but wait, there's two more. <laughs> right. 
If you order now, <laughs> yeah, there, wait, there's <laughs> um, today you entered your eight personal year. Okay. okay, now personal years, we consistently go through nine-year cycles that continually repeat one through nine over and over again. So to, you need to look at a nine-year cycle. Think of a garden. That's the analogy I like to use. In a one-year, you would plan and plant your garden. You determine where you want to put it. You would determine what you want to plant. You would go do what's necessary by the necessary tools or whatever that make it possible to plant that garden. And then in each ensuing year, if you tend to that garden, in the eighth and ninth year, you will reap what you have sown. So this year, you need to look back to your one year, which would have been, uh, you know, seven years ago, uh, and see what you started. And those rewards should start coming forth for you. Now, you're also, next year, you're going to go into your nine year, which is the final cycle. So towards the end of this year, you really want to start taking an inventory of your life and see what works and what doesn't work. And then actively work to get rid of those things that do not serve you. Some of it may disappear of its own volition. Some of it you may be, need to be proactive. And that applies to people and things. If Joni in your life is a major pain in the butt, and just doesn't do it for you anymore, it's time to cut Joni loose. Gotcha. Gotcha. Very okay. good. Michael, thank you so much. We've uh, reached the time when we have to say goodbye. The time always flies. Doesn't get tied to a tree around here when you join <laughs> us. So thanks again, Michael John Fierro. And, always a and pleasure. And hopefully with this an unbelievable demonstration, people will actually go to michaeljohnfierro.com, get the book, and, and get a reading because it, you can see how detailed it is, and that is really wonderful. Operators are standing by. <laughs> there you go. Thank you, Michael. Always a pleasure. And thank you. My pleasure. Thank you for having me, and a very happy New Year to everybody. Go out there and be the change you want to see. And the same to you, it. sir. Join us tomorrow. Wonderfully done. Tomorrow, 10 a.m., we'll be right back here with Josie Varga. Until then, make this the start of a great weekend, everyone. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.